welcome to Kardashian It, the podcast about all things Kardashian. I'm Jessica Jardin. And I'm Marcy Jarrow. And we have learned how to defend ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, guys. Uh, if you walk behind us on a darkened street or maybe during the daytime, we will turn around and scream in your face, are, Are you, you following, following me? And we learned this. This sounds like we went straight into an ad. We didn't go into an ad. We, a couple at the beginning of the year. This is an advertisement for self-defense. It is, yes. Basically, at the beginning of the year, Marcy, Trish, and I started talking about wanting to take classes to in a very new year, new me kind of vibe. Uh, and it had been like watercolors and pottery and all the, the obvious suspects. Not to get ahead. Uh, but then Marcy had a great idea, which was a self-defense class. Honest. Which we did last <laughs> night, and I am dying to talk about. I mean, guys, when it comes to a drawing or hitting a man in the face with your palm to break his nose, <laughs> I have just more faith that I can injure an attacker than than that I could possibly paint a flower and Absolutely. have a wine. Absolutely. I, like, I was so thrilled. You could tell in the class that I was like, you, yeah, you I want to love it. I want to kick and hit people. <laughs> I felt the rush of it. Like, so just so anybody, it was basically at a very cute gym in um, Pasadena, small group uh, with like nine women, 10 women and two male instructors, um, young guys who were so, uh, we could talk about it for, we could have a whole separate podcast devoted to this class and like the personalities that showed up, the the life stories we heard. Um, But the headline was that. We all did really well, I thought, and we learned some really real moves, and it made me feel crazy that I've been alive this long and have never taken a class like that. It was so fun to get to kick a man in oh, his sternum. Yes, and have him like fly backwards and, and then stuff. be like, "Whoa, nice good job!" and high five you and yeah. stuff. I was thriving off of the positive support of like oh. a big kick and being like, "Yes, Jess," and I was like. Oh. Also, like, hey, I said this and I feel like some I I got a little bit like, oh, no. But I was like, as a bigger woman, there are a lot of things in life that you have to worry about. And this is still one of them. But using your like body and your weight to like fend off an attacker, I was like, you can. Like, yeah, it's because I think there is like the oh, what if I can't get away or we're run or whatever. And I was like, I can knock people down real easy. (laughs) Well, that was one of the big tips they gave us was like remembering that you're your body weight is like one of the many like weapons you have and all these different ways to kind of like put your weight on somebody to push him off of you and like things that you just would never think about and like I loved it. Just highly recommend going to like a local Y or whatever. Yeah, look it up, guys. Go do it. Oh, it's it was legit. And for not just women, I think everyone should learn some like just very easy. I was saying that like one thing that I'm excited about is like I feel that women intervene sometimes more than men will when we see yeah people just like yelling at each other in the street and it's nice to be like oh i learned how to kick this person if this goes awry (laughs) i can take a second and think about what i could do and yeah it was like i didn't really know what to expect but it was basically just like it was kind of like oh yeah duh it's the way that 
uh, people attack each other, which yeah. was like grab being grabbed by the wrist, it, being grabbed by. And some of it is is really like we were all having different <laughs> waves of intensity because it feels crazy on a Sunday to pay money to go like stand in a room with like a man's hands around your neck. It gets, and <laughs> and you're though, like, what? What's happening? And then like, granted, they're so nice and they stuff, were lovely. But when they were grabbing us, they were grabbing us with force so that we could actually practice. Yeah, and they were very getting, vocal about yeah. that. They were like, and they and everybody could opt out. Nobody had to d- do anything they were yes. uncomfortable with. But it was like their whole thing was like you would run through it kind of s- the slow motion version to understand the move and then they would use force like and like and i'm like a little sore on my wrists and stuff mm. today like um but they were like it's really important that you feel the feeling of pressure and like the pan the panic it might even bring up and it really did like oof like the hands on the throat one really got me because i was also just like oh no one's i've never felt that feeling before in my whole life of course thank god yeah but i also was like thrilled at the idea of knowing even if like a fraction of the things we learn stick with me. Just just remember that you have things physically you can do oh, yeah. that on your person alone. You don't even need a weapon that you can like physically do is an incredible feeling. It inspired me that I want to take some sort of fight class. It kind of did make me in awe of like the human body as a weapon. Yes. You know, which really ties into our episode tonight later that we'll talk about, which oh, is yes. uh, I was thinking that that ties into uh, the episode. Again, we're watching season four, episode seven. It's called Body Blows. We'll talk about it later, but um i kind of just want to a little bit talk about uh one person in class a little bit (laughs) because we had an amazing woman in class Mm. one actually there was one woman who like they asked all of us why we were doing this and one woman was like i currently have a stalker situation and that was crazy felt so scary i i almost like trish said it that like she wanted to give her her number i wanted to do the same or something or it's such a strange feeling to be like "Mm, okay good luck with that I and mean, then like leave a class my but. like biggest tip was they were like how do people how do you get picked and it was like I was like your phone looking at your phone and that's my big like PSA do not walk around outside looking at your phone yeah and the other when he had our save teacher save it was, for the toilet <laughs> our teacher was talking about like and I am the such a culprit of this of like uh, headphones in, earpods in, face down, looking at your phone. Yeah, they're ju- it just gives a signal that you're not paying attention. Ponytails uh, too. That well, was another big one. I don't know if ponytails were like the. I, I like uh, like they are a detriment because they can be grabbed. But I don't know if they're like, oh, I'm gonna find a woman with a ponytail because maybe. they could grab anyone's hair. Yeah, but it is like an easily, it's like a handle. Yes, it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, you know, that's why you got to really condition your hair so it's slippery and people can't hang on to it. Okay, yeah, but who we want to talk about is this woman named Debbie. Yes, we loved her. Wow. Well, we, we had a lot what? of thoughts for her. Yeah, well, yeah, overall. She did this thing where she was like, huh, well, I have a hard time kicking you, but I shouldn't even be standing here. I shouldn't even be alive today. We were all... We all three. It was the biggest uh, dangle of a story, and we all three were like too shy to ask. No, I wasn't too shy. I I, I was just like, I don't want to engage with this person in no, my self defense. I wasn't class. too shy at all. And then she's like, Oh well, I uh, really fell off balance. But you know what? I guess uh, you know it's something else because I really shouldn't even be alive today. <laughs> really shouldn't even be alive today. It got dangled so many times to where it became a full character game. We were like, mm, and no one, nobody. Nobody's it's really funny because it was like the 
room was kind of split in half and it was me, you and Trish and Debbie. And Debbie, we were like a little crew. And we were not not engaging <laughs> with her and neither were the instructors. And then finally they're like, why is everyone here? And Debbie was like, well. Oh, she took the floor, people. I shouldn't even be alive today. I shouldn't even be standing. And she, it was so many different things. I love that she <gasps> did not try to come up with a new intro. That She was like, I used it three times and didn't work yet. Now I got everyone's attention. I got the whole group. Yeah. Now I got the whole group and none of these bitches can avoid me now. Now to say like all respect to her, she has survived cancer. Yeah, she had a bunch of insane things. And had like a crazy like ex-husband. And she was like, she started rattling off like all the personality disorders that she said he had. And I was like, are Wait, who has that? I know. I thought she was just talking about herself, too. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> whoa, you're being <laughs> candid. And she's like, oh, no, your ex. And she just had like a <sighs> lot of stories, a lot of instances in in big box stores where <laughs> yes, they were all in big box stores. I was like, where was everyone else? I was at a Ross's. I was at a Dress for Less. Uh, <laughs> she did have a cartoon New York accent, too. I, yeah, she's like, she kept letting, and the way, I, like a classic, classic New York, like, I mean, and I'm from New York, so, you know, I mean, I'm used to it because on the sidewalks in New York you, you gotta walk a certain way in the sidewalks she's in New like, York but here in Pasadena it should be fine she's like but, but it's not they got homeless camps and I'm not saying the homeless oh people God. are gonna attack you but anyone could be hiding in them I was like what Her do you reality wait, do you think that there are criminals who are using homeless camps <laughs> as <laughs> camouflage so they can <laughs> run out and attack you but she was describing it like they're hiding in the walls <laughs> like that they, the way she was physically explaining like walking past them I was like what do you you think homeless encampments look like i don't think you've ever seen one i know it's so mean we like i'm gonna acknowledge it is not nice of us to mock this lady i'm sure she she has had legitimate trauma in her life but we also was, loved her she was it very was funny in the presentation of the, yes. all the information is what i found and then she was like she said that she you know her ex-husband had her followed by three men and they followed her into a lot of big box stores <laughs> just a very you name it if it's a place where you can get a coupon <laughs> online they followed her there it was kind of just like uh, a lot of it had been dangled so many times and then when we finally the story was happening it, it was so disjointed yes. it was like you've had a long time Debbie to get ready to tell us whatever this story is again we're not making fun of her circumstances it was just or very crazy story the presentation no. of the circumstances but anything like that anytime it's like even taking an improv class like that thing where you are like in a class it's kind of a real thrill that's why I do like that feeling yes. of like oh it's us and like six women we would never cross paths with and yeah. we're doing this like really intense thing all yeah. together for two hours on a Sunday and even if you don't become friends with people you get this like little glimpse yes. into everyone's world because it's so vulnerable yeah. and especially something like this you're literally watching everybody like I mean some people are like sharing really personal stuff and then also like we're getting thrown around and like trying really hard to like beat up our instructor yeah like to have a man straddle you on top of you and hold your arms down yeah and like you have to like it's so i give those teachers so much credit because i was thinking like it's it's such a that's such a strange space to navigate just like the physical intimacy of like you have to within an hour of meeting some woman you're like sitting on top of her holding her hands above her head and how much that requires like just such a thoughtfulness about how I mean especially we it didn't seem like we maybe had this in our class but I'm sure you're engaging in those classes a lot with women who have been traumatized or have been in those situations yes. I and mean it's like, I think that was in our class yeah. too like 
Um, but they did an amazing job. They yeah. were so nice. Shout out to the guys at Anytime, Anytime Fitness. Anytime Fitness, that's in right. Pasadena. We loved it. And also it just made me want to like scream it at every woman and anyone who wants to uh, take a class like that. It was like a real high and I feel like so good knowing, even God. though it also unleashed like an insane amount of rage for the fact that like this is part of being alive and that you have to take classes like that to just feel the sense of control that you can take back by learning something like that is so powerful you gotta just stomp on some feet stomp oh. on feet and then the other one we learned that i keep wanting to tell people is the that you can like make your hands oh into, yes this into is the little most cups cups and then you like pop the sides like, like you're facing a person like yeah that. you want to do that on on people's ears and it can pop their eardrums it'll burst their eardrums leaving them permanently damaged but but they were trying to kill you or harm you. So that's gotta, fine. But in a world of like eye gouging and some really scary stuff, I was like, oh, that's like a really good one to it just have pop, a boop, pop on the side. Like ears. as if you're kind of boxing their ears. Now, the one final thing I'll say about it, and those guys were so great, but there was a very funny and scary thing they said to us, which was oh, yeah. someone asked. So we were on the ground working with those grappling moves. And someone said, so what happens if... <laughs> You're on your stomach and they're on you from behind. And they go, well, it's kind of game over then. Game over. (laughs) And he used it a bunch of times. He's like, I don't know, it's kind of game over. Unfortunately, that's game over. You're like, what? (laughs) No. I don't love game over. They were like, yeah, there's some other complicated. We don't have time to cover those now. And I was like, wait, the one way that we're definitely going to be murdered, but you have a few ways we might be able to save ourselves and we don't have time. Sorry, Marcy, game over. Game over. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what oh, to tell you. Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, I hope no one is traumatized by those conversations yes i'm sorry if, if any of it sounded flippant it genuinely was very powerful and yeah. great and cool and we just wanted people to know about it um now you have to lighten the mood Jess. oh mine will be really quick if anybody who follows me on instagram um yesterday morning i did an insane thing which was that now they have i don't know if they have them in other places but in la they have them i know they do um they're basically like selfie pop-ups like selfie museums like there was the museum of ice cream and like a couple of these ones that are like you walk through rooms and it's just like exhibits and you take pictures of yourself and it's a very strange cultural phenomenon and they have one here in LA called In the Zone Britney in the Zone and it's a Britney Spears themed one and you it was I just like had to know what it was and it was like a fever dream and it's just like 10 rooms of like blaring Britney music fun I went with our friends Betsy and Mono who we have a history of because we saw Britney in uh, Vegas together so I was like oh that's a nice callback and it's just like rooms of like loud, loud Britney music mm. and the most enthusiastic um, volunteers or like employees in every room being like, like quoting lyrics and asking if they if you want the, them to take your photo and Ugh. stuff. And it was just like the most fabulous, fabulous gay men of West Hollywood in huge groups, all Fun. in like full Britney outfits, like full dedicated looks uh, and also kind of like an overwhelming fever dream. Like one of those weird experiences where you're like, glad I did it, ready to leave <laughs> like yeah like well, immediately you're like, was like i get it and also do i have to do the rest of it uh it took 30 minutes to drive here 15 minutes to park yes. uh and i only want to spend eight minutes total inside yes. they were like this is about an hour long and we were out in maybe like 24 minutes yeah. and i was that was me being like like taking longer than i thought we needed to yes. take like it was just and you get the photos and that's the whole point but um, yeah if you're in la i don't know how long it goes for uh it's very silly and i recommend doing it if you just 
just want some nutty photos and that's it shamefully um the first thing you posted was like a repost of motto and betsy and then i wrote to you omg we should go and then i saw your next and i saw your next slide i was like oh she's there (laughs) and so i hit unsend on i saw your message come up i didn't see it truly sad marcy um (laughs) i will go back with you no it's too late. Marcy. I'll go to a pop-up by myself. <laughs> to be honest, uh, it was a bit of a money pit, but I did it and it's done. Hey, so. it's all for the gram. Ew. All right. So over the weekend, speaking of the gram, we saw on Instagram, they were celebrating their late father, Robert Kardashian's mm-hmm. birthday. It has been 17 years since he passed. That's shocking. And... I didn't realize that Keeping Up with the Kardashians aired four years mm. after. Yeah, I don't know how I understood death. that timeline. So it feels so soon to it, but yeah, I guess not really. But it does feel like kind of. It's because I think I always forget that like Chris and Robert were done. Caitlyn and Chris had like oh. my brain jumbles it into like as if the divorce and his death yes. were all in a small yeah, window. It was much and it was not. further apart. Yeah, I read an article in the. LA Times? Where did I? In the New York Times, sorry. Okay. I had to f- sign up for a fake subscription to read it, Jess. Oh, you should use mine. I have one. Oh, <laughs> oh I have shit. Um, she's a journalist. She has one. I have one. So, apparently, oh, there was this. a little like write-up about Cody, Wyoming, where Kanye and Kim have often been seen in very weird little machines <laughs> yes. going around in the bleak, bleak, high, mountainous desert of Wyoming, which is also very beautiful. Yeah. And essentially, it was like you know discussing how the residents of Cody Wyoming feel about Kanye and so interesting mostly all super excited very happy to have him as a neighbor people say that when they meet him he's so friendly Um, there was a wedding where they weren't sure because it was on the land that Kanye bought and so they were like oh no our wedding's gonna be ruined and then but Kanye was employing the same manager. So like he, when he bought it, he still kept the same employees and wow. they're like, we think it'll be fine. And then oh. Kanye was like, but it was like, absolutely, ma'am. And they were there. Kim and Kanye were there in the morning before the wedding. Oh my God. They got to have a sighting and they were just like, hi, nice to meet you all. Good, 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 good. And then they were, but then they were like, maybe they'll come to the wedding. But they <laughs> I would not. think that too. I'm sure I'd be like, I bet they'll come. I think the, one of the biggest, like, um, kind of scundals they had was that there are some protected birds that mm. I guess they were on ATVs. And yes, ch- I remember this. This was a thing. But because he posted some videos like yes, chasing them. Chasing, right? so I think it was a sage grouse. Grouse? <laughs> grouse. Um, uh, but like local people were like, that is stuff that if I were to do it, all of us can be guilty of it in this area. That Like you're not actually harming, but it's harassing yeah. an animal. Yeah. But and he learned, but on it. but also no one writes an article about it when I do right, it. Right, and a lot of the things were like that. That local residents were like, we all have things. We all have to get permits. We all have to do this, and no one writes an article when we have to do it. Yeah, because there were some like there was a local journalist who did kind of have like a negative take on like, huh, huh, megalomaniac rapper, and people were like, how dare you treat our new neighbor that way? That Aww. is not we behave and then a lot of talk about how like it's predominantly a white area yeah and how can we invite people of different backgrounds in if we're gonna be if we're gonna be so rude to new neighbors who have shown us no reason to be like we don't need to worry about 
Yeah. Uh, also, like some like uh, an indigenous woman was talking about how like she's so happy to see people of different backgrounds in oh, the area. I and, love that there's so much um, openness. Yeah, and then people were saying like the negativity around them. They're like, it does feel very racially charged mm. since this is so white, mm. and it, it's like under the guise of like a rich rapper, but it's really like, oh, who's he bringing here? Right. But it's so interesting, too, because like one of the biggest um, manufacturers in the area was a pharmaceutical company that shut down last summer. Mm. Cody Pharmaceuticals, who was essentially like um, making a bunch of opioids. Cool. And then they had some (laughs) issues with that. And so they had to shut down because of the whole, you know, crisis and people not loving that. Blah, 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 blah. So they have all these workers who need jobs. And they all have a lot of part-time jobs because they're like hoping to get like they have like some tourist tourism from like Yellowstone and whatever. Oh, okay. But they're like, if he's going to, because he wants, like he said that he would like to make Cody his, um, is it Cleveland or some Ohio town where the Wright brothers mm. uh, had their like that's where they like came up with an airplane and how to oh, do all that. Right. Okay. And that he wants to make that this town for him that he wants to like grow stuff he wants to manufacture there like, and they're like use it for all his stuff please 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 do that god um, what a, that's like a movie the idea of like a rapper moves to a tiny wyoming town and like saves the industry i mean i'm absolutely uh, flattening the whole thing but like it's such a fascinating well, story yeah, they're like and also like they talked about like they don't want to get their hopes up too high because yes. like it could fall apart and he doesn't go there at all yeah also, there's an interesting thing uh, that Cody Wyoming is named after Buffalo Bill Cody, who was this like famous cowboy yeah. who like had a show that he took on the road, and that's he like founded that town. Weird. So like a famous like flashy entertainer. Oh yeah, is like who founded their town. So it feels so like um, full circle. Full circle for Kanye to live there. Anyway, that's Kanye and Cody Wyoming. It's just very interesting how protective the residents are and that he was been also like his like he has a, a camera intern who's a local high school student oh my god they had a sunday service there and they needed a saxophonist so they got a, a, a talented like teenager to like <laughs> and these kids are like our lives are changed of forever course. because kanye is like oh you can do that great like oh someone like that like met him at like a local store he was like oh like talking about what he does He's like oh my friend rick is interested in that and he was like it's rick rubens like <laughs> like just like crazy how like people are like he's so friendly and nice i love that that's such a like genuinely positive yeah. story that makes me happy good for kanye being for a nice kanye. Man, that people are happy to see. There's another property story here uh-huh. uh, that the family has is continuing to build out uh, some sort of de- development uh, out in La Quinta, which is out by Palm Springs, um, close to the Coachella Valley, where yeah. where people will go to Coachella. They rent out all those houses, so they're like in this fancy like golf course community. Yeah, it's and, basically like a. Uh, Chris has her place out there. It's right. like this $12 million. Which we've seen on the show quite a bit last season. Minimalist, yeah. like weird thing with a huge staff. So Kim and Kanye bought out there half as much. They yeah, they bought two much. lots that total two acres and the property overlooks the sixth fairway of the Tom Fazio designed golf course uh, with trees and a scenic backdrop. Um, but yeah, it definitely, I think everybody was kind of like, well, what is this family doing out in the, out in the desert? And the answer is they're building a bunch of beautiful homes. Also, I mean, it makes so much sense. Like everyone, like that's everyone's getaway to go to Palm Springs. It's so nice. It's very low key out there because there's like 
so few actual locals and it's really a california destination because there's not like a lot of fun stuff for people coming from other states to do like it's not like it's not touristy in that way it's just like you're in the desert there's a couple restaurants that are okay it's to really chill out it's why it's predominantly a retirement community and then only in the last like 15 20 years has become this whole thing of coachella but the most of the year it's a you know the palm desert and the desert cities and Palm Springs are like uh, retirement towns it's and they're so- very sleepy in the whole thing. I didn't know for a lot of like my 20s, like when I first moved to L.A., I didn't like get the whole Palm Springs thing. And I would hear people like girl, you know, groups of girls having like Palm Springs weekends and I like, didn't get it. And then finally like went and was like, oh, it's for like relaxing. It's like you you Airbnb houses, you stay at little cute hotels and yeah, you like have cocktails and go to bed early and it's like a sleepy little town. There's also a big like, you know, there, there's a downtown a and dance clubs and things like also, that too. Hollywood has a huge history and there's like a whole Hollywood uh, colony out there where it's like all these old, old, old celebrities, like Sinatra and people like that. Yeah. But my first trip to Palm Springs, have I ever told you this? Mm. Uh, I was with a friend who was friends of a friend and we were staying at the Coppola house out there. Whoa. Um, which is this nothing like insane, but a very lovely Palm Springs house in the colony. And it was Bing Crosby's house. That's who built the home was Bing Crosby. And I was just like in the pool swimming and being like, oh, my God, was Marilyn Monroe in this pool? The answer is absolutely yes. It's like, who else was in this pool? Everyone you could think of. Were people doing uppers? Yes. In the hot tub? Quaaludes and uh, whatever drug was cool. The blue pill, the red pill. Was Judy Garland hammered doing something bad absolutely I, I was so excited it's so fun there is such a fun old hollywood palm springs crossover but yeah good for them for building out a little life in palm springs they're really and kylie's got a place out there too oh i forgot well she's got land out there i think it's not built so oh. this is also them having not built anything yet so okay. well that'll we'll be see what they have hopefully the show will last long enough that we'll get to see these houses once they're built speaking of kylie sort of teased us a little yes. bit with being she asked twitter what show should i start next and someone replied life of kylie season two and then she wrote like really guys do you think i should like it was the and it was like the emoji right is the like hmm uh kind of like uh like almost winky face emoji i felt like my god i would live and die to see this boring show resurrected it's so fascinating to think about we and anyone who's gone back and or has been listening for a long time knows that we covered it. Yes, and uh, literally almost died of boredom. So boring. Jordan Woods was the only interesting thing to come yeah, out. Yeah, we really felt Jordan's star on the rise. No idea what was coming. Um, but it was so fascinating. We also then learned that really what was happening was that she had been pregnant for a part yes. of it. And that's why she. That's clearly, why she was like MIA for a lot of and, the filming, and a lot of the show became about not her, and she was clearly like not on her own show that much. So it would be amazing if they brought it back. I mean, to just in the whatever three years since that aired, two years, no, three years, uh, got Gosh, just like a totally yes. different life totally different person so fascinating to and i think she actually has something that could be more interesting to watch which is like a bethany frankel-esque kind oh of God. empire of her i would die to watch like more i mean we loved seeing that like, there were, like uh, office tour she did and like on the show there were like little glimpses of like her mom trying to help her name she's like ugh, mom and you 
and I got the impression that she's just a little bratty kid. Yeah. But now I'm like, that can't be the truth. She has to be like an actual businesswoman. You don't just yeah. accidentally get a billion dollar company and like manage it well enough to sell it off and like no. to be where I'm she's at. I, I would love to. Um, I would almost I wonder if maybe those because she has released a couple YouTube videos kind of out of thin air. I wonder if that was to kind of like almost test the waters yeah. you know like well how, what do people like seeing what do people want to see of her and like what is she willing to show show us i mean the office tour is how we got rise and shine which we can never rise forget and rise and shine um but yeah I, look i i'll be honest if it comes back i think it w- would get full coverage from us of course absolutely um let's see what else we got we got um oh the improv oh yes God, we said we it must. a moment ago we said it's like any class the improv <laughs> class and i was like is this our segue oh that would have been it good. wasn't yet it but was not did you guys see <laughs> a little preview sneak peek for season 18 with a a certain a Kim Kardashian and a Scott Disick doing a little improv class here in Los Angeles at the famed Groundlings. I I mean, look, I said this to you, I think. it's It was a horrific intersection of my interests that I loathed. Uh, it's only the, the hobby and interest I've devoted most of my adult life to and to just the like awkward. It's just a small little two minute clip. But the embarrassment of watching two minutes of Kim Kardashian trying to understand an improv <sighs> class. What did it made me want to unzip my skin. Yes, there was like <laughs> there was a little meme happening today that was funny, though, uh, of like of the woman like Kim. Yeah, was like the woman says, oh, we make it up on the spot. And Kim goes, oh, I didn't know that. And the lady says, are you being sarcastic? Kind of and Kim goes, I never thought of it before. And just so funny, as someone who spent so much time doing improv, to be like, yeah, Kim Kardashian's never thought about what improv is before. Never. never. Like, you could see it. I can't wait for the full episode. But I'll die. I just was like, oh, no. What? It felt too close for comfort. I was like, the idea of Kim thinking about improv and like, I mean, thank God it wasn't at UCB. I don't think I could have processed it if it was at UCB. But like, even still, just like an adjacent school and seeing like through her eyes like they're doing warm-ups doing in the other room the face. Wow. Oh. <laughs> guys it was rough it's gonna be a really rough recap for us no i want you to imagine jess and i doing it with them when I, you see it i kept trying to figure out like and just to know that when we were in our self-defense class we were kim in self-defense <laughs> yeah. whereas in improv we'll be like the people be like we're weird and comfortable uh, oh it was horrific i interrupted you sorry what were you saying no i just kept having the same thought where i was like what like if I got this email from UCB and they were like, hey, so can you with the card? I mean, I know the answer. Yes. But if it was like, OK, we're, we need people to do an improv class, which happens. We know friends and people have done it and, uh, you know, so they shoot stuff for TV shows. It's not. It happens for The Bachelor and The Bachelorette like every, every other season. And it's super normal. But there was something. So I was like, this is so 2011. It really was. And Indeed. I was also like, it was just the idea, though, of what I, of having to figure out how to do improv in front of Kim or with kim 
I just, I, it is a, it gives me like a very specific physical feeling. It felt like something that Chloe and Scott should have been doing yes. like five years ago. Very not Kim. Not Kim at all. I guess Chloe's busy doing something. She must be working on her Tristan storyline or yes. something while we have Scott and Kim being like, Scott's like, I gotta make my day rate, Kim. <laughs> Improv class. Now, I want to say that when you watch it, just know that the woman teaching the class it has gotten hair and makeup done for this. That is not what <laughs> yes. improv teachers look like. Yes, we are, I'm really glad you said that. We are way more disastrous looking. <laughs> Yeah, I've, you don't tend to see a lot of like um, barrel curled. <laughs> like, I mean, unless she had an audition earlier yes, that day, and she or could've. like was like, I had a headshot session. Oh, Ooh. but I would get a, the I would get an absolute blowout and makeup done if I was one of the improvisers in the scene. Here's the thing. If you know you're going on camera and you don't get someone to do your hair and makeup, yeah. unless you're very talented at it, you a fool. You look it's forever. You look We're watching things right now that are a decade old. We're going to watch this forever. You gotta get it done. You even gotta. cheap. Even cheap. Go to Dry Bar. I'm even just when, telling everybody. Even when people are like, oh, I have to do, like, I, I'm in like a bunch of dumb Facebook groups that are like, oh, I'm getting like some headshots done for work for our website. Like, um, does anyone, I don't wear makeup. Does anyone have any recommendations? Like you, you'll never know how to do it. Those pictures will be forever. Get someone, get a pro, get someone that you trust, see their work. You know, honestly, any blow dry place will probably at least help your hair. Well, they also now, I don't know if it's outside of LA, but there's that cute chain. That's like a partner to uh dry bar. That's Blushington. So Ooh, the idea never is heard. You, there's, there was one on Sunset Boulevard here and there. It's like very cute where dry bar and Blushington are right next to each other. So dry bar is hair blowout. And then you go next door and you get your makeup done. Yeah. Just say, it's give really me something cute. natural. Give me something natural. Give me something natural. A little plug for that business. Yeah. You um, give us no fucking money. Thank you for nothing. <laughs> the last little thing. Thing. And I um, want to talk about because sometimes we really stay away from this stuff because I don't know how to talk about it all the time, which is Kim and her black fishing. Oh, my God. So Kim posted on her Instagram stories a picture of one hand with her body makeup and the other hand without it. And she <laughs> she says, uh, where is this little like she's like, this is perfect for my hands because they're always pale and our formula is waterproof so you can wash your hands. And pale. it's like uh, it's not like an extreme no, difference, but it is a different color. It's like, I, you see the white, you see the pink undertones in her hands that I don't normally see. Yeah, it's well, and it's what everybody kept saying is like, well, those are white woman hands. Yes. You know, and this conversation comes up a lot. Uh, like the, the question of like Kim's whiteness and the uh, but the honest truth is that like to your point, the it's about the baiting on her end yes. you know like the question is important and of course and i don't get to speak to it but it's about like putting up content that she has to know at a certain point yeah. is going to like feed into this really now long-standing narrative about the way she and her sisters and the whole family baits like that yeah and co-ops um particularly african-american women and they're like in the aesthetic and it's like what what do you want, Kim? And also, it is like even culturally, like a thing for us to dissect. That I, I mean, we grew up tanning. Ugh. 
I tried it and I will only turn a darker shade of pink. I'm like, I look like a different color pig, you know, like <laughs> I don't even turn tan, but I come from a family of people who do. I don't know where the line is of what's appropriate and what isn't appropriate. And maybe it's just like the full conversation of, I don't well, know what it is. I think so. And also I think it's, I mean, I don't get to answer, but I think it's a, it's about having that history and not ever. She so historically has avoided the topic or yes. like brushed it off and not engaged and not acknowledged and I think that is such a key piece of it is it's like the way to navigate it is complicated but also I think she has done such a poor job yes. of like listening and acknowledging why African-American women have felt that way and like yeah. that's the piece of it is when she puts up a post like that it like just ignites I think yes. that, the, the yeah. larger conversation yeah like uh, some of the comments were um, I know this bitch Kim Kardashian <laughs> ain't really have the nerve to make some skin darkening cream after we have to drag her by lace front weekly for black fishing and appropriating <laughs> black features um, uh, <laughs> and then imagine ap- applying body makeup every single day because you refuse to be white <laughs> <laughs> this one is I can ignore a lot of what comes out of Kim Kardashian West House of Hell, but this bugs House me so incredibly much. They did not drain an entire white only pool after Dorothy Dandridge put her toe in for Kim K to play dress up. So, like, it is like this horrible history of how we've treated black Americans that it's like you just have to acknowledge this that you don't yeah. want to be like you don't want to look white. Yeah. I don't know if you can, I don't know if that's okay, <laughs> but I think you should at least say it because that's clearly what's happening. Yeah. Should we get into this <laughs> insane episode? Yeah, let's take a quick break. Okay, so this episode, this is like a historic episode oh, in yes. Crazy. Season four, episode seven, Body Blows. So there's one main storyline that I feel like we should just dive into. Yes, we have the celebrity boxing for a charity event. And it's set up in a very roundabout way where Caitlin is being honored at the top of the episode by the Boys and Girls Club of America. Um, and clearly it's supposed to be this like big family event and Chris is there and like one by one, everybody flakes. And for Courtney, the funniest reasons, Courtney calls from Target. Target. Chris is like, are you on your way? And she's like, we're at the mall. We're going to Target. And like <laughs> Chloe's at dinner with Lamar. And he's like, sorry, I couldn't make it. I'm at an event with my husband. Yeah. And like, remember, I had a whole episode about it. Remember? Uh, and she so they, you know, Chris is frustrated frustrated they don't support caitlin it's like a whole thing so i love while caitlin oh is God. speaking on stage <laughs> oh chris God. is like huh would have been nice for our family to show up and support she Truly is talking throughout the entire speech muttering to herself how no one is supporting caitlin while she's ignoring caitlin on stage it's, it is so funny it is a very like uh Chris moment of like uh, yeah I'll go ahead and, and this will be the mountain I'll die on I could just imagine her being so 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 drunk and just being like they don't know they don't know anything mm. really support, supporting <laughs> supporting I know it seems like Chris is not supporting <laughs> no so then so Caitlin has this idea. But we had this little interstitial, like, quick scene of the sisters roughhousing again, though. Oh, yeah. What happened? It was just, like, Chloe dragging Kim around on the floor and, and stretching out her fun. pants and, like, being like, come on, you don't like to roughhouse. And I was like, this is such a weird point in their lives because when Courtney is pregnant, 
Chloe has to attack Kim. Yes. Because she has no one else to rough house with. But she does it. You, if we track it through the seasons, every time Courtney's unavailable to fight, yeah. she attacks Kim. And it's so funny because Kim is never on board. She does not like it at all. So we have that to set up the next scene, which is Caitlin. What a stretch. Comes up with an idea. To kind of connect and bond the family. Uh, Caitlin comes up with an idea for them all to do a celebrity charity boxing match. I said it was her revenge. (laughs) (laughs) It is pretty vengeful. It's very vengeful. I love in this scene, though, that Caitlin's like, I'm going to go do the dishes. And Chris is like, I'm going to have a glass of wine. And Caitlin's like, I bet you are. I bet you are. And this this is a real moment. It is not a surprise. Nope. And then everybody's not stoked, understandably. Chris is mad. No one really wants to do it. And I love that, like, they're like, Courtney, you're pregnant. You don't have to do it. (laughs) Chris, you have bad. Your your old neck injury. Yeah, yeah. Your bad neck. Bad back neck. Bad back neck. Girl with bad neck. Uh, That's Jess. That's you. Bad back. Bad back. So, in. Kim is not on board at all. No. So we have a scene where Caitlin even like swings by <laughs> Kim's condo. And it's such a funny scene because it's really for Kim to plug her uh, upcoming Carl's Jr. commercial. Do you remember this? Of course I do. This was a moment huge in time deal. where it wasn't just Kim. We had Paris doing a Carl's Jr. I think Fergie did a Carl's they, and they Jr. Were, by the way, for anybody who doesn't remember, it was them doing like a so. car wash, like being like in their bikini basically just like rolling around I think on cars right basically treating a burger like it's a dick yeah and just like getting covered in yeah just like like, having instead of having cum dripping out their (laughs) mouth they had Carl Jr.'s special sauce dripping down their chin (laughs) and that's normal for selling uh, hamburgers and we put that on television (laughs) and we loved it it was like that was like Carl Jr.'s whole vibe forever was just like want to fuck a burger (laughs) like what is happening because these women certainly want to fuck these burgers these women want to fuck a burger i never (laughs) like eating a burger so much until i got so horny from them (laughs) so so caitlin goes to try to convince uh kim she's like i have this upcoming shoot what happens if i break my nose like this is you know it's her money maker uh but you know manages to convince everybody so They even have like a prep day at the gym. I love the boxing training. Yes, it was great. We also learned that Chloe's godfather is Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah, (laughs) I had no idea. Chloe is sort of a natural and it's a shame of what happens later, but she's a real natural. Yes. And she it's true she kim's afraid of being hit so chloe's like here i'll hit you i'll show you what it's like <laughs> which is very funny uh apparently she's been boxing for years yeah and News. she has the funniest quote because caitlin's like well, how the genetics skip kim oh, what's yeah. happening and chloe while she's running on a treadmill says too much chanel too young <laughs> when she's good she's good just like 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 too much to know too, too young. young it made me laugh so much what it's a good so line funny what a good but line. yeah we learned that kim is not very tough 
they're making fun of her and um, Chloe's a natural. And then it's time. For, so before we get to the actual boxing match, we have this. Auction. We have this insane. At first, I thought it was a press conference and I was very confused because that is sort of what they do for fights. They have like a press yeah, conference. That's what I thought. I was and like, oh, it's the way in. And, and then the gonna... people intimidate each other. But it's the and... actual bidding to yes. be the people that like are ponying up the money before they go down. Kim hiding in the closet, <laughs> drinking <laughs> a Coke and then Caitlin finding her and laughing so hard that she cried. It's so funny. It's it a really just a, sweet little it, scene. It felt very like real too. Um, so yeah, they have to go bid. They bid. And really weirdly, the auctioneer is a guy I know. <gasps> really? I was losing it. Yeah, this guy Rob Zabrecki who he has been, he's done Hollywood shows. He's a magician. He's an actor. He's been in a ton of stuff. He is at the Magic Castle and is amazing and does the Houdini seance at the Magic Castle here in LA. But I he like popped up and I was like, what? The auctioneer is uh, a guy I know. But yeah, they and, and it suddenly like dawns on me. I like didn't understand the format. And I was like, oh, these people themselves are bidding to spend their money. What a crazy context that they're like, I will so, fight you. I want to fight you. I want to pay to fight you. And this is like a few years, maybe like five or six years after celebrity deathmatch yes. started yeah but i remember the kardashians were definitely on celebrity deathmatch like i i i, yeah. I feel like because which is a cartoon show that was on mtv but there was art. also like some boxing show that was like but it was way more washed up people like there wasn't there one with like dustin diamond and like it was like sounds familiar and what a weird time like it was a whole thing of kind of c and d list people doing these like stunt boxing matches and they were How really sad. sad that was the whole undertone for me but also they only for all the bids they only got around two grand I each know. can you imagine these are these were low ticket price days for this family i would imagine i'm thinking of the modern day that you would want to pay like god to punch kim kardashian or rob kardashian <laughs> can you, you pay like tens of thousands of hundreds i can't believe there was a time where there was a real world that you could pay money to punch kim kardashian it's insane now jess can i ask you who would you box out of the kardashians well i would be picking off of who i would think i would win against yes yes you don't want to be beaten no i would um i know not chloe or courtney because they are physical and they fight a lot okay. and they're experienced fighting with other women um i'm just gonna go core kardashian because well because I, I wouldn't pick kendall too tall yeah gotta um, reach gotta reach i would probably say it's between kylie and kim yes i might pick kylie because i think kim works out more okay and might be stronger so okay. i think i guess what i'm saying is that i think kylie is the weakest what about i you? believe kylie is a lot more athletic than kim i think so too natural she ability post. and she is caitlin's daughter that's true we do have an olympic bloodline yes yes okay um, well who would be yours um, I think I would definitely want to fight Courtney. I would want to fight Courtney. Because I could beat her. Yeah. I think I could probably... Hmm, I could beat up modern day Chloe, I think. You think? She's much taller than me. That might be rough. I think she's really... Well, I could punch her in her flat little tummy. Yeah, her little tummy. Ding, punch ding. her in her big fake butt. Yeah, get that butt. I'll, <laughs> I'll do the bot, like the speed yeah. bag with her... <laughs> But bum 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 bum. We also get a really insane scene the day of the boxing match in the kitchen. I'm sure you know what I'm about to mention. Yes, they're all getting ready to leave. They're all dressed up. They're about to go to head to the casino. It's match day, 
and, and, rob, and com- the commerce the commerce casino. casino for anyone who doesn't know that is like an insane like not la that's like <clears throat> more industrial inland la like I was like, the Commerce Casino? Yes. These were very strange times. But um, Rob, just in front of the whole family, starts very casually talking about how he has just masturbated before he showered. And he had heard that you shouldn't ejaculate the day of a fight. And uh uh-oh, did he blow it? And he did. He blew his load. Blew his load. And and then he blew the fight later. Um, Tips it. Now, so they fly out to Commerce. They're set up in a fancy suite. It didn't look fancy at all. It looked like it looked exactly like the hotel they stayed in when they evacuated the fires. Um, (laughs) Everyone is very nervous. Wait, can we talk about this one part of Lamar? Yeah. You you should. Yeah. Well, never mind, Jess. Go ahead. (laughs) No, it made me laugh. So here you go. You go. You go. Well, just that they're all like nervous and chatting and chatting and chatting. And then Courtney asks Chloe, is Lamar going to come? And Chloe is watching Lamar play a basketball game on TV currently. She's like, no. And points at the TV because he's playing basketball in Oklahoma. <laughs> Courtney is so stupid. stupid. And she's the smarter one. <laughs> well, I guess Chloe is the smartest, but like so But she goes she stupid. goes She goes, No, that this is Lamar here on TV. And Courtney goes, So he's not coming. <laughs> So stupid. I, he's on the screen. The things about to start. So he's not coming. Ugh, so he's not coming. <laughs> oh God. my God. I'm glad we both enjoyed that oh as much. Oh boy. And then they meet this woman who is, so this organization is called the Dream Organization where I, from what I can tell, and I should have looked it up, it seems like it's like make a wish, but for adults. Yeah, that's, for what, that's what I thought with, too. Like, chronic or terminal illnesses to like do something uh, for them so that they can have a special time. So Kim meets with this woman, Carol Ann, and um, Carol Ann's just telling her she's rooting for her. I like looked it up right then, even though we got the tag at the uh. end, but like Carol Ann dies later that year. That's a just sad. And I was thinking about how weird that must be for celebrities when they meet with people oh my god because someone is so excited to meet you and they just that's one of their they just they wished they, to meet they you they want they like someone pulled strings that's and crazy. then to find out like three months later that the person you spent like 40 minutes with is like dead i don't even know how anyone could process that it would be so difficult so sad i can barely like read an article about someone i didn't know dying no you're like their that your biggest fan was like uh, wished for you and then met you and then like yeah that you have no control over anything beyond that i mean i just don't know how you i yeah i don't know how as a celebrity you're like i am just like doing a like a meet and greet with someone who it's just horrible it's so intense and it really like weighs on the episode more than i imagined that they, they actually would but they they basically are getting ready. Chris is being crazy. She's got a great line, which is, you just got to get out there and say something crazy. You got to say like, like um, you got to be like, I flirt like a butterfly, sing like a bee. And she says it multiple times, flirt like a butterfly. She's really proud of it. Also, another one she pitches was shaking in your boots. 
<laughs> what? Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's float like a butterfly, not flirt like a butterfly. I think she knew, and I think she was like, "Well, what would the like Kardashian version be?" Well, when she was corrected, she seemed as if she did not know that it was an accident. Yeah, probably because <laughs> you know, Chloe is like, "My job here is to scream in all my family's faces how stupid they are." It's her forever job. It's her job. Um, so we have the weigh-in. Rob is fighting a guy who weighs almost 20 pounds more than him, which is not how it's supposed to go. They're supposed no. to be within five pounds of your weight. And we also find out is uh, deeply <laughs> on a different page than Rob for this fight. Also, he's like a trained boxer. Yes. I like looked it up because this was back in the day when Kim used to blog. Oh, my God. And Kim, after this fight, talked some mad shit about this guy. Really? She was so protective over Rob. Oh. Um, and yeah, she talked some mad shit. I like did a little Googling about all these fighters. I mean, it is so weird. Yes, like who these people so are that are like weird fighting them. And so they like, yeah, we get to the fight and Caitlin's up first. Caitlin's up first in a great patriotic outfit. Oh, yes. And of course she's doing great because duh, duh, she's an Olympian. An Olympian. And she kicks ass. So I also was dying that every time the announcer announced everyone, it was when, well, I guess when, at least with starting with Rob, he called everybody, he said Cordishian. It was like, Rob Cordishian. And I was <laughs> like, also then Rob's opponent comes out. He has a poncho made out of a towel. <laughs> And I was like, uh oh, this is already off to a bad start. I feel like that's sort of like the is that the look of the boxer? Is like, it oh maybe I don't know. Maybe enough. I think that might be I don't know, I have no idea. But I will say that with Caitlin, even though she won, uh, her opponent claimed later that it was staged and oh. would like a rematch. Asked for a rematch <laughs> because they were humiliated on television. They're like, That wasn't real, that was staged. It's oh like, my god, oh, what do you okay. think you're doing? Uh, Caitlyn Jenner is like six foot four and you are a tiny little tupper dude like yeah. <laughs> anyway so Rob's up next he's fighting a man named James Taylor oh that's right it's James Taylor <laughs> so funny and Rob immediately is getting his ass beat because James Taylor is, is not as cool and relaxed as this music sounds <laughs> no. it becomes like a really like a truly scary fight and this guy is like just wailing on him Abs trying to get in as many punches as he can all in the face i know nothing about boxing so i have no idea what it's supposed to look like but i was like i mean i hate boxing if we're being honest yeah, but uh, uh, i think it is insane and i don't want to ever watch it and i'm sorry if that bums anyone out but um i think it is just like a crazy thing to to enjoy watching people beat each other up hit someone in the head it's crazy, it's crazy. and we really see what keeps happening is that Rob's headgear keeps coming off like the the padding keeps sliding up not and that it's like helping that much it's like no the most it can do is kind of like take a little bit of the impact out but when your brain sloshes back and forth in your head like that's so that's all there is to getting a concussion and it's crazy and you're like watching this guy just land punches on Rob's actual face and not quit and, and then nobody breaks them up and rob falls to the ground and the guy goes after him rob is like literally falls out of the ring onto the judge's table yeah. and the guy's still going after him and then so that's why kim talks such mad shit on her blog I mean, the about family him family goes crazy and, yeah they're going absolutely insane and the guy said later that he did not hit him without his face mask he said that i was not like he's like he was coming after me i was scared of him because he talked such a tough game i wasn't 30 pounds heavier i'm only 19 pounds like he had so many excuses and 
was like the video is the video it's like exactly. you're watching it there's no way i think to edit that so it's not what we saw which also, is him going crazy on rob he's a trained like he's like i'm not a professional i've just trained for many years like but it gets really crazy because yeah. chris and um kim and all of them start flipping out and standing up and demanding they stop the match and then there's a man standing behind chris jenner who's making wow wow faces <laughs> like, yeah. he's like making your crybaby it's like a really perverse fantasy of kardashian <sighs> haters all laughing and pointing and like screaming at them while chris and kim and all of them are like kind of corralled yes in this really scary little zone did you see bert yeah and bert um bert, uh, we never oldest s- jenner tries to fight on behalf of rob it's so wild you guys like this scene goes really off the rails uh-huh. and like literally kim and chris are like screaming to stop the match and rob is demanding to still to still stay in he's just had the sense knocked right yeah, out of his and head he doesn't want to look like his sisters you know yeah. like stop down the thing and he had to stop so he's demanding to continue uh and then they do right he, he no goes, the ref calls the fight that's right the ref calls yeah, the, the ref fight. calls and then the they fight. go in the back and kim is like mom i'm literally scared for my life she says it twice <laughs> i'm scared for my life i'm scared for my life and then they like literally because first chris is fuming yes. chris is like all basically fuck everybody i'll write the check to charity we're out and then they're like but wait kim made this promise to this woman caroline and like do a slow-mo flashback of of the scene we saw two scenes ago (laughs) of kim meeting with this woman and how much it means to her to fight for i don't think caroline wanted to watch kim fight a person i think she wanted to meet her yeah but they do like a legitimate like what they would do in rocky yeah like a movie flashback of like but don't forget kim yeah oh and it's so funny great job editors really um, really high drama and she's got to do this because carolyn needs to watch her fight before she, is, before her last dying <laughs> breath she has to watch kim kardashian fight a woman fight another woman i did say i am shocked speaking of uh cultural appropriation that kim did not uh take the oppor- she did not take the opportunity to oh, no boxer braids no quote-unquote boxer, boxer braids, braids. bo derrick uh, uh, my bo derrick look <laughs> um that's so funny but she does have this like very pink uh, very Kim of this oh, era boy. little outfit and I loved it I was like oh I like I like boxer Kim's whole vibe uh, <laughs> she gets in the ring she decides to do it she's fighting this woman who I will say is not like so much bigger than Kim but she's so she's muscular ripped. she looked like a real fighter did you yeah she okay. she's like bigger than Kim she she's just like you can just you can just tell like this Kim is, is and Kim is like you can tell trying so hard to really fight and it is just not what she knows she how to was do overhand punching her from the, from the top <laughs> meanwhile Chris is flipping out Chris goes this no, like this you have to this line killed me i cannot watch one more of my kids get slaughtered out there oh my gosh and there is like new metal like like playing over this fight scene and, and i was losing it it's the girl, such like, good tv punches kim some really good yeah. licks in there and she then gets and then kim but you can tell kim gets a little mad and so she starts to fight back it's not great but she at least like she holds her own she yeah. kind of shows up and is yes. like i hey i I can fight but you can just tell you're like you never 
never, you really never did fight with Chloe, did you? No. Chloe should have beat you up more because I think maybe you'd be more prepared for this moment. Not scrappy enough. She never got scrappy enough. I liked that after the fight, though, she and the girl were very nice to each other and they yes. hugged. And Kim was, was like, being very sweet. She like was like, yay, good for you. And then Kim was <laughs> so excited after the fact. She's like, oh my God. I've never seen her that amped. Like, she was, I'm sure so much adrenaline was coursing through oh her veins. Oh my God. Like I would have been in the same boat. That was like me after our self-defense class. I was just like, choke me. Do it. <laughs> Let's go to Earth Cafe and have uh, cake. God, it took so, for, so yeah, long to get my terrible boba tea. It was a bit of a disaster. Let me tell you, don't get boba with turmeric in don't it. Do it. It's it was not a disgusting. Good. Tastes like dirt. Was, you asked me if I had it before and I got fully mad at you. You were like, no. I was like, yeah, I've had ter- I've had turmeric in my boba, Jess. Like, I don't know what boba then, you get. And then I let you taste it and you understood why I was so It was sent. disgusting. <laughs> it, was, it was a disgusting um, drink. Sorry, Earth Cafe to roast your that's ass. That's a bad one. You got a lot of good ones. That's a bad that's one. That's a bad so one. The next day we have Rob. He's all laid up after the fight. His neck is sore, but he, he'll be okay. God, Kaylin is so patronizing to Rob at this stage in his life. So <laughs> just Rob, like Rob can do no right. You okay, Rob? You okay, Rob? You feel okay? Now, I wish I could have seen Chloe fight. Like it's, I know. it's a real shame because I believe Chloe would have done a great job. I think so too. And I think Scott, because Scott, the man who wanted to fight Scott was about the size of Mason currently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was a tiny little man who, and Rob was like, I feel bad. The guy wants to fight. I'll do it. Like, we fight in the green. He offered to fight the man in the green room. <laughs> like, as a, as like a courtesy, though. Not even like, a, I'll fight you. She's like, come on, you want to fight? We can fight downstairs. It doesn't have to be sanctioned. We can just fight. Oh, my God. Isn't that so funny? This episode. But then, yeah, so then and, and the kind of bow on it is that uh, Caitlin has her 60th birthday yeah. and everyone shows up. So gone or the and, and admits that, you know, maybe the boxing match will never happen again. It was not a great idea, but that, you know, uh, she has the ability to bring everybody together. We even get two Jenners, two extra Jenners. Two extra Jenners. We have rarely seen Jenners. Bert, we never see a Bert. Bert, I was like, who's Bert? Bert. Bert is the one who's going to fight for Rob Kardashian. I, just, I honestly feel like Bert maybe would want to fight for anyone. Yeah, like Bert you, was looking for screen time, yeah, I he, felt like. When he sees people arguing in a gas station, he turns off a vehicle. <laughs> he turns off a vehicle. Blah, blah, blah. Let me try it again. Take three. He turns off his vehicle and steps out and says, is there a problem here? Like yes. he's a state trooper. <laughs> well, and he has like the big Ted and the whole look. Yeah. And then we have Brandon, who's also there. Um, and... No Brody, though. I guess this no is... No Brody. Brody was busy uh, shooting the hills. I'm sure he was at uh, Le Doux Thinking while they... he was better than them still. Not knowing what was going to happen over the next 18 months where it would, they would really usurp the power. Who could have guessed? Um, and there is a interesting little jinx that Brandon says. And he says, we will remain family forever. Mm, jinx. And then I started looking up because Kim was talking so excitedly about what it was like to meet the Jenners. Yeah. Oh my God. They, it's this really sweet, like reflective family like, oh, moment. Oh my God, and we thought you were so cool. And then we were so cool. And everyone's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, it's really weird. And then I like was like, what is this about? Like, what is her? And uh, I was able to find one little quote that I guess maybe Brody and Kim kiss when they were younger. 
Ah. <laughs> when they were new step siblings. Ah, good for them. They kiss. I bet Rob was jealous. It, <laughs> he was like, oh, what time was your brother? Fine. Oh, okay. We're real brothers can. <laughs> uh, must be so weird to have a step sibling that is attractive. Yeah, especially if you're attractive and you're both like, we're attractive. But- it, or not even like if I was just Marcy and had a remotely cute like stepbrother i would have been like oh brother i'm sure it is so brother i'm sure it is like more prevalent than anyone wants to ever think about i'm sure they got preteens kissing all over the country absolutely Absolutely. and you know what go for it guys kiss your step siblings this is here you hear you heard it here first our first endorsement (laughs) kiss your step siblings look i don't like incest but that is not quite incest. grow up it doesn't hurt anybody hey i watched (laughs) clueless if alicia silverstone and paul rudd can fall in love at the end of that movie yeah and kiss 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 then the, who's hurting it? Nobody. Who's hurting it? Nobody. <laughs> hurting it? Uh, all right, let's go to the sec- second storyline. Yeah, line. this one is definitely not as fun, but um, it, we definitely get uh, some fun moments. Yes. But basically, Courtney decides that Scott needs more experience uh, with kids and feels like Scott is maybe really inexperienced. They're about to have the baby. Courtney is so pregnant. So, so pregnant. So pregnant. So she proposes... Uh, babysitting she has a friend who has three kids including like a baby and proposes that she wants them to babysit these three kids so that scott can get some experience i love when scott hears that there's three he says three i'm not running a petting zoo (laughs) what what do you think so courtney is just she knows for certain she's going to be better than scott and i think at first she might like you might be like yeah scott's so self-absorbed yeah i thought it was like i was like oh okay yeah of course and like you know courtney's thinking she comes from her big family her little sisters like i'm sure she just yeah was feeling confident we also so then the babysitting the family arrives sarah is the mom and she drops her kids off and says she's gonna be back in five Five hours hours. (laughs) i wrote woof (laughs) i was a professional babysitter and i hate it when i had to babysit sit over four hours five hours is a very long babysitting it's too long too long and then we get this very strange thing that they don't do on the show that much where concurrently the babysitting is happening chloe and chris are having dinner we get an insane little conversation where Chloe is drops that she wants to go back to Miami because of the Dash store yes. like, out of thin air. No one's been talking about Dash for at all. And then she's confident that once Courtney has the baby, she'd go with her. And I Chris need- is like, uh, no. Uh, but I guess... Courtney and Chloe were already in talks with E for season two. I'm sure they were. It just sounds so crazy. To be sounds like, so yeah, as soon as she has the baby, we'll go right back to Miami. It was very strange. I did love this, like, um, using this sort of, like, intercutting between the scenes. Because yeah. it really worked when Chloe starts roasting, like, Courtney and Scott. Yeah. She's like, what do these tears mean? Stop it. No. Just stop crying. What's the point? Just making fun of Courtney so on the nose. It's oh, so funny. So And the good. whole joke, it was kind of fascinating to me because Courtney has singularly tried to make motherhood and, like, parenting her brand for the last however many years that, like, the whole joke 
joke of everything is like Chloe thinking that Courtney's like a bad mom and like making jokes about like not being maternal basically and I was like how crazy that like that would be like a whole bit about like uh, making fun of Chloe for like working out you know yes like this is like this becomes her thing is being a mom but we just Mason's not here yet we just haven't seen her be a mom yet and it is really crazy how bad Courtney actually was at it yeah we in the scene it's really fascinating that Scott suddenly is great you know I was like I didn't think he would but of course because he loves to charm people yes he loves to make jokes he loves to say a corny quote he heard from a Jim Carrey movie and the kids are eating it up he loves the attention he really does he even knows how to hold a baby such a natural it was so crazy and so we like meanwhile Courtney's struggling with the baby and what happens is we learn and Courtney realizes that she's not ready and that Scott is a natural and really comfortable with the kids and that Courtney is kind of freaked out because she realizes like she's not I have some thoughts on this okay okay so one Courtney was actually being dangerous by trying to hold a hot tea kettle and a baby that she could not get a handle on that she kept holding the wrong way Uh uh-huh like she was holding it facing out always on top of her belly i did not notice Uh, it and she was like trying to pour a hot tea kettle like uh, (laughs) to make a tea while she's like trying to wrangle this baby that she can't get a grip on that's bigger than her yeah um and i think though what like it was really hard for her she was doing a really bad job she doesn't know how to talk to kids it was very weird for her but She's so pregnant. Yes, that's a b- important thing to remember. Kids are so physically hard to manage yeah. and wrangle. And like Scott was doing actually maybe the hardest job, which is intellectually engaging with the kids. Yeah. But physically, they're a lot of work, too, for like a little baby that's yeah. like... Like, that baby was truly big, though. It was yeah, a it was a big, big baby. honking baby. And really fussing. And it just hated her. It yeah. did not like her. It could probably smell other milk and was like, ew, <laughs> ew, ew, give me my mom. And she's trying to like warm up its breast milk. Like it was all insane. Yeah. And I was like, she, also, like, it's not that a pregnant woman can't handle that, but she's never had a kid. So right. she doesn't know how. Like, right. I think like once a mom has had the first child and then the second one, like they they understand how to take care of it and they can like that dance comes naturally to them. Yeah. Whereas, like, she was just fucking overwhelmed and, like, it wasn't, like, Courtney in her normal body doing it. Right. No, it's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. She's, like, very pregnant. Also, she had so many jams in the fridge. Did you notice how many jams were in the fridge? There were so many jams in the refrigerator. There were, like, so many jams. Such a strange Easter egg on this woman's life. I was like, why are there four different jams in the door of this refrigerator? How much toast is this bitch eating? It's like Like, a precursor to their crazy fridges once they get so rich. (laughs) Maybe it's just because, like, she has a pregnancy craving for a bunch of different jams. Maybe. Scott says he's going to take the kids to a toy store he hasn't even left the townhouse's driveway when she texts him that he has to come back <laughs> immediately because she the baby's crying and it's so funny because as soon as scott touches the baby the baby is baby, like melt it's crazy i do think it is a certain like one thing with a lot of kids is if you are nervous they pick up on it yeah scott's like halfway to a sociopath so he's like <laughs> just very cool calm and relaxed yeah i mean but he's I, also very loving too like yeah he's, and also i think it's like that can be a mysterious thing that doesn't always sync up where like people you do not read as like maternal or paternal like are great with kids or want a bunch yeah. of kids and you're like oh it's not always that visible and like yeah. i don't think he would have three kids if he you know if he wasn't on some level like really happy to have all his kids it makes so much sense now that like 
looking back because he is such a good dad and uncle and like he's great with all of them and he's become such a good brother to all the other women too like he's truly like it's so funny that like it's he's such an asshole at this point in his life but there inside of him is so much love well and that's it does feel like the episode like one of those moments that you see like the kind of scott that we now have on the show like this is sort of i mean this and there is so much train wreck ahead still before we get to like good scott which is where we're at now it's a really like poignant moment when she is so nervous that she's gonna be bad and then he's like when it's your kid you're gonna be great yeah it's it's you forget they were like sweet and supportive what sweet little babies it was good that was it it was good while it was good and it it was was bad it was then it got very bad and now we're supportive of whatever makes them happy i do think though it is like kind of like like we said earlier full circle with courtney like is she a good mom it's that thing it's like but that's what i mean is it's i think it's less like Oh, it's so crazy that she became such a good mom. It's more like, oh, she built her brand off of motherhood. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm not saying she's a bad mom, but she's a mom who has a lot of help. And then also is like, I'm a stay at home while she's not actually doing any of the stay at home <laughs> jobs. Yeah. Because I think being a stay at home is one of the harder things a woman can choose to do, period. Like, yeah. other than like being like, I'm going to be the president. Like, it's like, that's <laughs> kind of like running your all these lives. But she's not really doing it now at this age. Maybe when they were younger, she was. But now at this age, like when when we literally have Chloe calling her up and she's like, I can't talk now. I'm with the kids and the kid is sitting in front of Chloe. Like, (laughs) it's just like, uh, (laughs) oh, God, that was a good that was a really good busting. God, that was so good. It was great. Um, Um, But yeah, I guess, you know, whatever, Courtney. I mean, she's building a a push out of it. I'm so excited for next season already, not just oh, because of the dumb improv like class they're going to take, but hearing Kim tease little things where she's like, I'm going to need my own lawyer for this scene with Courtney. Oh my God, I didn't see it. Oh, it's great. I can't wait. It's not too far away. When is it? Do we know anything at all? Ever? I think it's late March, April. Okay. I could look very easily. I'm Well, it's, you know, it's a floating timeline. I know. Anyway. Well, for anyone who's new to, to joining us, uh, we tend to learn that these dates get set and moved quite willy-nilly. So oh, it's easier boy. to just not count on it. Yeah. And then it comes back and it's a huge treat. And maybe the week of the premiere, it doesn't air. Um, we never know. You never know. I want to plug something. Go for it. This week, watch. Well, actually, get caught up on all of season seven on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's streaming on Hulu <gasps> right now or NBC.com. You want to watch the first four episodes mm-hmm. because I wrote, Marcy Jarra wrote episode number five. Yay! And it's kind of coming from a little bit of a not a cliffhanger but a bit of a like coming from last week so you need to watch episode four so this thursday this thursday at what time? nbc i believe it's at 8 30 it's different and different different time zones you know, different. Uh, <laughs> uh, i wish you wouldn't have asked <laughs> sorry, me um i guess it's like everyone has dvr and they can just figure it out uh, okay it's thursday 8 30 uh 7 30 central time again go catch up before then so you know what's going I on. I cannot wait. It's the episode is called Debbie and um <gasps> it's like named after the woman in our workout in our yes. self defense class. And it is a truly, truly, truly wild episode. Ooh I honestly can't believe how lucky I was that I got to be a part of it and just and Vanessa Bayer is in it. Ooh, I love her. And she's amazing. 
I cannot wait. This and is a really big deal. Literally the best week of my professional life. Yay, Marcy. To date. So watch it. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Well, everybody watch Thursday. it. Everybody support Marcy. And also, I mean, it, by supporting, you just get to watch a funny show. I mean, so there are worse things to, to spend your time doing. That's so fun. I'm so proud of you. That's Thank exciting. you. Um, well, I'll be watching. Uh, and we will continue covering Keeping Up with the Kardashians season four. Uh, we release new episodes every Wednesday. Uh, so check out our website, Kardashianit.com. You can find old episodes, lots of fun stuff there. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review. Check out our Twitter and Instagram and like our Facebook page. Email us corrections, comments, and Kardashian run-ins at Kardashianit at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening to Kardashianit. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 